Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to the Middleman Talk Show. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm sitting in today with my big homie. Who is it? What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Eden. Do it for us one time, man. Just do it for us. I know it ain't even that show, but do it for us one time. Oh, my God. I haven't done that in years. Uh... <laughs> I know. Just do it. Do it. Do it. I don't, do even, it. Remember, I don't do it. even remember how it went. I, this is Nick Eden with the Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. How you forget that? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Nick Eaton, and you're now locked into the talk of the town. I, it's been so long. I haven't. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, man. I mean, that was the smoothest intro ever. I'm just saying, man. We got to bring that back. We got to bring that back for sure. What's up, yeah, everybody out there? Yeah, I'm waiting on it. We need to get some stuff. We'll we'll go ahead and explore bringing that show back. We probably got people out there. Hey, it's the talk of the town. But we're gonna bring that back. But uh. Hey, people, what's going on? It's another Sunday. I know you guys missed us last week. Uh, had a couple of things. You know, this is grown man life, so we had a couple of things going on. We weren't able to get on the air with you guys, but we're back today. And I want to give a big shout-out to our other two co-hosts, Jen. Uh, she's still out there fighting traffic on 7585, 985, 75, and everything else around this city like everybody else, who are last-minute shopping. You got to be crazy to do that. Dude. Today or tomorrow, you got to be crazy to go out there and try to shop these two days. And uh, we got to give a special shout out to our host, uh, Alan Wakanda Forever Hair. <laughs> uh, our man is on a flight to Africa right now, Nick. Yeah, man. Wakanda forever. Al is going to Africa. Yeah, he said he's going to look up in the sky and see how everything, the constellation is hit uh, over on that side of the world. I'm like, man, I'm proud of you, you and your wife, man. You know, they're exploring the world, seeing everything out there. But as long as he don't come back talking like, my brother, I don't know what to tell you, my brother. <laughs> well, now, here's the thing, though, because this is something I want us to get into the habit of doing in 2020. Um, I okay. know that he's going to the continent of Africa, but which nation is he going to? 
Ah, he's going to Egypt. Egypt. Okay. They're going to Egypt. I want. Yeah, my look, bad. I want I do us all. You know, I, I want us all to kind of get into the habit of that. You know, Africa yeah. is not a country; it's a continent. There are many nations there. Like right now, I'm planning a trip next November to Ghana. You know, I'm not just going to Africa, the continent. I'm going to the country of Ghana. So, you know, just, just, just let's just keep I, I that in mind. Myself. Yeah, I mean, he made me feel bad over here, but I'm still proud of him, though. You know, I, I told him to bring oh, me yeah. back some some sand. I need some sand. I need some. I know he ain't gonna be able to get it past custom, but I just want him to try. Bring me some back. I gotta be able to touch the motherland again. You know, my spirit at least. Did you say so, some sand? I'm happy for him. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, I need that earth, man. Everywhere I touch, anywhere on this planet, man, I want to be able to keep that soil. I got a little dirt in my shoes from the islands that I brought back. Man, you say nothing huh? about it? Huh? I get that. I get I'm that. just saying. Is, is that odd? No, I mean, well, technically, I brought back some sand from Cancun, but it's only because it was mm-hmm. still on my sandals. So, you know, <laughs> you got them. <laughs> that you know, that could be the reason. I'm just, just saying. I understand, man. But you know, hey, I mean, just to be able to get out there and live and, and explore and go places, man, and, and touch, uh, you know, different parts of this planet, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, I want to go a lot of places, man. I mean. Like, like the show we're talking about today, man. You know, it's never too late to learn life's lesson, quality of life lesson. I mean, I want to keep living. I mean, I'm at an age right now, Nick, man, and I want to get out there and explore it as best I can and explore the world as best I can and as much as I can. Uh, because, man, you never know when you leave this yoga, man. Oh, yeah. You never know. Yeah, for sure. You never know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but uh, I want to give another shout-out to our man, um, Elias. You know, he just started a podcast, and I just got wind of it, man. And uh, big shout-out to the homie Eli, man. He's been one of our long-time listeners, and uh, he always supports us. He was sharing the show today on uh, Facebook. And everybody that tunes in through Facebook or on your phone or however you tune in, uh, I appreciate you guys. I want to give a shout-out to the twin, you know, one of my recording homeboys. He's from my hometown of Columbus, Mississippi. And uh, Carl Jones, i seen him checking in. It's a lot of people checked in tonight so they was going to listen to the show, so I hope you guys enjoy what we have to bring tonight, even though it's just Nick and I. We've done this before, though, right, my man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Come on now. You know how it is, man. The middleman, we we can get out of any combination. We make it happen. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, as far as current news, man, what what's some of the things that kind of piqued your interest this week, man? I mean, it's a lot going on around this country, man. What's some of the things that piqued your interest this week? Uh, well, you know, uh, well, you know, impeachment has been a big thing. Everybody's been talking about this week. Um, Nancy Pelosi is um, holding up on sending the uh, articles of impeachment over to the Senate until she gets some answers from Mitch McConnell on ex- exactly the process going that they're planning on going. And he's saying, oh, well, fine by me. Which means he's probably not going to send it over. But I got to be honest, I think that that is something that Nancy Pelosi was counting on. I've never been the biggest Pelosi fan, but one thing you can't take away from uh-huh. her is that she is smart. So um, yeah. I, I think that she's holding it up for a couple of reasons, that, and something that we may have touched on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she may uh-huh. be holding it up because the longer they hold off and not sending her what she needs in the house, then the closer it gets to the primary. And I keep telling you guys. I think you're going to see a lot of Republicans flip on Trump once the primary is out of the way. 
So I, I would, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'd like to see how long they're actually going to hold this up. I would not be surprised if this weren't held up. Uh, you know, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't held up for a couple of months. But um, mm. but other than I will that, say this too, man. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I, just quickly, I'll say this because I know we're going to move on to the, the actual show today. But I think it's a very good strategy because number one, she's also taking ammunition away from Trump, be, being able to say, "Hey, I beat the Democrats with this whole situation." So she's taking away that ammunition. He can say, I, "I, I'm not impeached. They cleared me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be your president." And she's taking away that ammunition, and I'm happy that she's doing that much at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll also say this much um, in terms of just I don't want to make this a political show, so I'm, I want to yeah, just kind yeah. of breeze through this. But for, for everyone yeah. that's out there, if you have uh, children that are about to turn 18 or if we have any listeners who are about to turn 18 or recently turned 18, please take heed. The president signed into law um, the bill that, one, it keeps the government funded and opened. Um, he signed a couple of uh, a couple of bills this week. Um, one was that finally they got the funding for HBCUs released. So what I would say is, you know, I always said if I'm going to criticize him, I also have to give him props when he does something that's good. So thank you, Mr. President, for making sure that that funding to the HBCUs is there. But he also signed into law uh, the legal age of smoking in the United States is going up to 21. Yeah, um, so, saw that. Saw that. So, I, yeah, I know just, later just on, man, in, a, in another. Sh- yeah, yeah. And another show, man, I think we need to explore that HBCU bill. I think there's probably a couple of Trojan horses in there, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. There are definitely Trojan horses in there, but, you know. Okay. Well, on to today's show, man. Never too late to learn life's lessons. Uh, today on the Middleman Show, we will be discussing 10 things everyone should hopefully know by the time they turn 40. There are some life lessons that everyone should know, preferably sooner than later. These are critical lessons that can and will dictate the entire quality of your life from now on, whatever age, until you are gray and old. Life lessons are somewhat overlooked in our youth and ignored until we reach a time in our life where we relish the opportunity squandered and wish for a second chance. Now, there are a couple other things we're going to discuss tonight also, which will be 10 life lessons every millennial should know to help them function as an adult. Now, just doing a little research on that, I, I just found out something very interesting as far as with the millennials. Now, Nick, uh, a couple of y'all are a little bit younger than me, so, I mean, that's a cool thing, but let's define what age group are we truly in or, or definition of millennials or, or Generation X or baby boomers. So, if you're a baby boomer, you're born between the years of 1944 and 1964. Generation X you're born between 1965 and 1979. Millennials, you're born between the year of 1980 and 1994. And Generation X, 1995 to 2015. I don't know what they call the people born after 2015. Well, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Because (laughs) depending on who is saying it, you get different time frames, right? Yeah, you get different I, time I frames in terms of the generation. Um, you yeah. know, so there are some. I was born in '80, so depending on who has this age bracket up, uh, there are um, 
some that would say I'm a millennial, but most of these lists would say I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, but we also have to think about the different names and categories that come along with it, and we could do a whole show about that. But uh, I, yeah. I am not a, I'm a not a millennial. Uh, let's go ahead and just put that out there now. Um, well, you know what? <laughs> you may not be a millennial. I mean, I'll put it to you like this: we'll accept you over on Generation X, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have the heart of a Generation X. So right. you come on over here with us, man. We'll accept you. But for the rest of you, 1980 babies, always calling 80 babies. Y'all millennials. Why something wrong with y'all? And you know what? I'm just, while I'm thinking about it, the the list you may be reading may be wrong because I don't hear Gen Y and Gen Z really put in proper perspective on that one. But it it, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. We're talking about younger folks. Let's let's, let's, let's just keep it that way. (laughs) Well, actually, we're going to start off with, with, with the 40 and up crowd, okay? Okay. These are 10 things everyone should know by the time they turn 40. Um, you know, we got this from a list online, and primarily, I, I found it very interesting. Um, number one, how to communicate effectively. Uh, primarily, um, when you, well, by the time you turn 40, you should be able to communicate effectively as far as being able to um, say what you mean, mean what you say, and also have the opportunity to listen to that person and respond your ideas in a proper manner. So, when you think about by the time you get 40 and you, you're talking to people, you're communicating, and, and especially like what we're doing on this show, you should somewhat be a little bit perfected in that, which I think the way society is set up, not necessarily society, our society is set up, communication skills are very lacking as far as how to express yourself, how to tell people how you really feel about things. Um, being able to listen also with that communication or, or learning how to express yourself. But, Nick, do you have any thoughts on communication skills by the time? Because, I mean, you're close to the age, but do you think communicating effectively is a skill that someone should have by the time they turn 40? I think it's a skill that they should have. Um, the issue, there are a couple issues that prevent that. Um, I think that Three things that really could impact that are education, life experience, and technology. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, when I... you go to education, uh, and I don't mean education in terms of oh you went to school this that and the third. I mean just how you educate yourself daily. Are you willing to listen to what another person says? Are you um, are you listening to respond or listening to actually you know comprehend what they're saying? So that's what I mean by education. Um, life mm-hmm. experience kind of coincides with that. So with life experience, you know, how much interaction have you had? You know, a lot of people don't have a lot of adult interaction. That I, I've just, I've just yeah. really come to find that out um, outside of your job. And depending on what type of job you're working, you may not come across that many, you know, competent adults. Or if you work uh, in childcare. Or you're a teacher, mm-hmm. you're used to speaking to people in a way that you would speak to a child. So life experience plays a, a portion in that as well. And then technology. You know, we're all on our phones now. Yeah. Uh, communication yeah. is, you know, is not the way that it used to be. So I think when you take those three factors and put them in there, yes, you should be able to communicate by the time you're 40. But I, I see a situation where that number may have to be raised in the next few years or so. Yeah. 
you just brought up an interesting point uh, as far as with technology. You're right. There, I mean, when you see people out in the public now, most people have their heads down. Uh, most people are non-communicable as, uh, communicable as far as speaking. I think I just made up a word, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> they they text. Um, they, I mean, it, there was a point in time where even when you go to the coffee shop, you would see people in there talking or reading the newspaper, and that was the only nonverbal way you would see people as far as not communicating, as far as when they're busy reading that, reading that newspaper. But now with the computer, the phone, um, I mean, those things are taking away the ability to learn. So you, I think you're right, man. We may have to raise that age up past 40, um, learning how to communicate effectively. Um, oh, yeah, one of the things sure. also, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things also on this list that we have, they say, um, listen very well. Uh, listen, consider the points of view, and, and respond in a way that respects that person's perspective. Um, I know we're not talking about politics. I'm looking at how even with our political landscape, how people are not listening to other people's points of view, and you know they really don't really uh, respect their perspective. So I think that's something that we definitely, at a certain point in our life, we need to individually work on. Um, but we can move on to the next part of this list right here. What and then number two is uh, what your life goals, greatest passions are. What what is your life's greatest passion? Um, I know Nick and Nick know me. I have passions for certain things, and some of my passions have grown over the years and changed. Um, I was passionate at one time about cooking passionate about music, and I'm passionate about, passionate about this talk show. Uh, but over a period of time, you know, things do change because, I mean, when we're working all day, every day on somebody else's dream, when do you have time to work on your passion? So we need to learn how to effectively, effectively sit down and formulate a plan to work on our passions or things that, that interest us to the point where we feel like, okay, we love this. We, we're going to do it. Um, Nick, as far as with your passions now, do you have anything that you're still working on on the side and also, you know, with your, your regular occupation? Well, I mean, well, Kev, you know, the one thing I always say, I don't believe in living in regret. And so I'm going to give it a try, <laughs> you know. So there are things <laughs> that have that have been lifelong passions that I've given a try um, I, I've succeeded mm-hmm. at some and been not so successful at others. Um, in terms of anything new, I can't necessarily say there's anything new, uh, but what mm-hmm. I will say is I always keep myself open to things because, you know, you never really know. Like, as an example, um, anybody who's listening, if you, you know, follow the show for a while, you may know that I'm a graphic designer by trade. But for the right. longest, especially after the, the recession hit in, in 2008, you know, I had really lost my passion for graphic design because I ended up taking more clients to small claims court than I did actually collecting. And for a while, that was my full-time living. And so I lost a serious mm. passion for it, but it redeveloped later when I started selling T-shirts online, you know. So so you never really know. And had I not looked at that venture as something that may have been viable, I never would have rediscovered my love for graphic design. So uh, yeah, I think, yes. uh, you know, being open to trying new things 
and, and being flexible to be able to move in that space is something that would do everyone some real good. I've seen some really smart people who mm-hmm. get stuck on one idea or one vision for what their life is supposed to be. And then because that never pans out, they never see their full potential or even get near it. You know, it's not just that with like entrepreneurship or anything like that, but even in careers. I mean, we look at we're looking at careers nowadays where people are having to switch careers, you know, in their 40s. You know, people are getting aged out of corporate America at a faster rate than they've ever had before. And if you're not willing to adapt and learn something new, you may find yourself like pushed out of that quote unquote American dream. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, we're going to go on to uh, number three on the list. And I agree with everything you said, Nick. And uh, number three for the, li- the list is how you're saving for retirement. How are you saving for your, your retirement? This is one thing that we really don't like to think about. Uh, but if you're in the age group of 30 to 40 years old, when you truly think about the lifespan of humans or people in general, most people live to be about 60, 70 years old. Half of 70 is 35. So if you're past 35, you're, you're midlife. So these are some of the things you truly need to sit back and think about. Um, as far as with retirement, it may sound like a basic thing to do. But the thing with retirement, you don't have to save a lot of money. You just have to start early. If you don't start early, it's going to be that much harder when you get older. Um, when you get to the 60-year time frame, 60-year mark of your life, a lot of people start panicking, and they're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Or they may sit back and be like, let me just wait on retirement as far as my Social Security. And with the climate of everything that we're looking at now, there's a high chance that we may not have Social Security uh, in the near future. So if you're saving Use your 401Ks, uh, use your CDs, use your, your money markets, even invest in the stock market, but make sure you're investing in safe commodities. Uh, you have certain things that will never go away, like your, your, your orange juice and, and, and gold and things of that nature. Uh, but you can invest. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, I was going on you. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, you know, just keep investing. Uh, make sure you're putting back money. I mean, a little goes a long way. Uh, but make sure your money is making money for you. If your money is not making money for you, then you just put it in a shoebox in the back of the closet or up under the bed, and hopefully the house don't burn down and you lose everything, God forbid. But right. that is a very important thing that we need to do by the age of 40, or these are things that you should be working towards by the time you get 40 or past 40. So you definitely need to work on that. Uh, Nick, you have anything you want to input as far as with the retirement? So the only pushback that I would give on that is, and this is just plain devil's advocate, you're going to have people that say, well, I'm spending every dollar that comes in. So Mm -hmm. how am I going to save for retirement when I have to deal with the now, which is a very valid it's a very valid argument. Um, very, and I, I would be completely dishonest if I told people on this line right now that that's something that I was just a master at. You know, uh, I think there are a few ways that you can do these things. One, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'm ever going to retire. I'm probably going to, and, and that's, I'm not talking about like in terms of from a specific job or anything like that. I think, but. Kev, all the years you've known me, you know, I, I don't think I could mm-hmm. sit down for long without doing I know. 
something. Um, right. I think to add to what Kev is saying on that is in addition to saving for retirement, even if you can't save, you know, and, and people think of retirement, oh, i got to put two, three hundred away here, you know, two or three hundred away there. No, it's not necessarily the right. case. But even if you picked up a little side hustle, like let's say you, you know, say, look, I'm going to save uh, X amount of dollars in 2020. I'm, I'm going to put away, you know, four grand in 2020. Okay, so let me get a little side hustle that's going to help me do that. You know, let me go out uh, a day out of the week uh, or two days out of the week and then do Uber or Lyft or something like that and just have that money just Mm -hmm. sit where I'm not touching it. Or, you know, let me open a store on eBay and start selling some of the stuff that I have around the house that I'm not using because Mm -hmm. saving for retirement is not just the monetary value as well. You're also talking about assets. Now, that's something that I do have a lot. I have a lot of assets that I know will appreciate with value over the years. And it's not too different mm-hmm. from what, you know, our grandparents and great-grandparents did when they had things like, you know, their stamp collection or their coin collection, yep. these things that turned around yep. and they were worth a lot of money later on. So I would say, you know, factor in your assets as well as your liquid funds. So uh, that that's that's well, the that's the only amendment I would I like make that. to that. I like no, I, I have no problem with that. I know one part of it, Nick, just not to deter anybody. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I will say this, Nick, when it comes to saving, I learned. And, and if anybody ever heard of Dave Ramsey, a lot of Dave Ramsey's strategy is from your grandma. Dave Ramsey's strategy is from your great auntie and you know people in your family that you know that were kind of thoughtful as far as when it came to money, uh, when it came to money, but. If you take, if you make X amount of dollars, if you take 1% of that money that you make, now I understand some people have to spend every penny, but if you can take between 1% to 5%, if you can go up to 10 to 20% of your money, put it back, you can start investing that. There are penny stocks out here, Nick. Um, there, there are many uh, uh, ways to make that money work for you. Uh, even if you put it in a bank account, now bank accounts, uh, the yield on the return is probably like point zero 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 one something something percent. It's very low. But if you can accumulate enough money, you can change that same money if it gets up to $250 or $1,000. You can change that over to a CD. But I don't, that's for another show. We're going to stop right there because I'm going to carry on pretty bad right now. We're actually going to have a show coming up uh, on the middle. We had middle middlenomics at one time. We're going to do that show again with oh, some yeah. uh, money people. So we're going to bring that back to you guys. But before we run out of time tonight, tonight the middlemen are talking about things you need to know by the time you turn 40. And the phone lines are open. If you want to get in this conversation, uh, the phone line, the phone number is 516-387-1542. I'm so used to Al doing that. So I, I got to say that again <laughs> slowly for you guys. Uh, the new number is 516-387-1542. If you would like to get in the conversation with us tonight, number four on the list is how to say no. I think this one is very, 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 very important. Some people they know how to say no. I'm one of those people. I don't mind telling you no. I tell you no in a heartbeat. I don't mind, and I ain't gonna feel bad about it. However, you do have some people that when they feel no, they get the guilt trip. They feel bad about telling someone no. You may have a coworker that say, hey, man, I need you to take this shift for me so I can do X, Y, and Z. You don't want to tell them no. But hey, I'll come in. I'll go ahead and work for you. Guess what? You better learn how to tell them no. 
because you still have to have time for you, the things you like to do, the places you like to go, your me time. You want to accomplish something with your time because it's very important. And telling people no, it's not a bad thing. You're not a bad person to telling people no. You shouldn't feel guilty to telling people no. That includes family members. That includes friends. And that includes strangers. Don't feel bad about telling people no. What do you think about that, man? Well, I'm one of those people. I feel bad when I tell people no. I really do. No, seriously. Look, I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. I think, but that's the problem. I have to find the... I have to find the balance between um, telling someone no initially and then trying mm-hmm. to make it work. And then when it doesn't work or they abuse my niceness, I just completely go off on them because I, <laughs> I think I have to you know, find somewhere in the middle of that. If, if, because I feel like if I can do it, then I will do it because – there are times that I've needed people to do for me and they've been there to do for me. So I, I try to reciprocate that and pay it forward. But, you know, right. sometimes people will abuse that and then it takes me to yeah. the point where I'm just like, uh uh-uh, screw it. And then then when I go off, then it's like, oh man, dude, all you had to do was say no. So I have to find the balance in <laughs> that comes with that. And I haven't quite figured that balance out just yet. Wow. You need to, because uh, if you need to learn, I'm the master. Holla at your boy. I'm going to tell you who the master is. My Uncle Malcolm, Shoot he is the master of that. <laughs> He'll tell you no in a sec. Let me tell you something. He, he is, he, I love him to death, but he's grouchy and he's cheap. The man could be sitting mm-hmm. with about $1,000 cash in his pocket. And if he's like, no, I'm not giving you $10, then that just is what it is. <laughs> so... Yeah. No. So he he's the master at it, <laughs> you know. But like I said, I just have to find a balance. I hope you do. But if any of our listeners out there have a hard time saying no, call me. I'll say it for you. I'll charge you five dollars, but I'll say no for you. So, <laughs> all right. Um, number five on the list: the importance of friends and family nurturing your relationships. Um, I think this one is very important also because, you know, as you get older, you start thinking about the people that you lost, the people that are no longer in your life, the people that you take for granted. So with family, it is very important because as a person, with the people, without the people that are around you for good or bad, you know, you won't be who you are to a certain degree. I won't say that you won't be who you are, but to a certain degree, you won't be you are. Um, I recently had uh, one of my classmates, uh, Shannon Carver, she was on uh, Good Morning America with, with uh, Michael Strahan, Kiki, and the other the white woman. I don't know her name, but um, she was trying to put together Sarah. a family reunion. And yeah, did, did you see that clip? I didn't, no, I, I didn't see it. I just, I'm familiar with the show. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Zella, Zelly, uh, they got together with her and gave her like a five thousand uh, dollar, you know, check to help out with pulling the family reunion together down in New Orleans. And I mean, I know her personally from school, and uh, you know, just from the city that we grew up in. 
but I mean, family is a very important thing. I, I know a lot of times we take them for granted. We we get annoyed. I mean, we see people on a daily basis, almost like being locked up in a jail cell with people. And you get annoyed, like, man, I can't wait till I get from around you. But like I said, when you get older, like I moved away from my hometown. I've been gone for 22, 23 years now. Uh, left a lot of good friends back home. Um, you know, gained a lot of new good friends also. But, you know, just through life, the people that you meet that can help you be a better person, you cherish them and you need to cherish them as much as you can. And, and you know, that's a very important part of uh, getting older because when we start seeing people, like I said earlier, when we start seeing people leave this planet, you know, it, there's nothing more we can say uh, to that. There's nothing more that we can add to that, that, that volume, that story. So, Nick, do you have anything to put in on that one right there? So uh, that has probably become that started being more prevalent to me um, probably around my late twenties. Um, I elected not to go to my ten year high school reunion, and mm. you know I, I really wasn't too upset about missing it. But then I had like yeah. three classmates of mine that was you know I've been fairly close with over the years. They passed away, and I didn't get right. a chance to see them before right. they passed. And so that that's when I started kind of saying, you know what, you know, let me start nurturing these things a little bit. I've always been, you know, pretty good about nurturing, you know, friendships and things of that nature. But I think it's I think mm-hmm. if we move along in life, our past relationships, if people are not right there in front of us or near us on a on a daily and weekly basis, we kind of move them away and and kind of put them in the right. sector of memories. And, and so yeah. that's when I started, you know, really taking a, you know, a serious look at that and being like, okay, well, maybe I just need to, you know, start nurturing that a little bit more, you know. Like, I, one thing, yeah. and, and I know Kev can attest to this, I'm terrible about the phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Call you today. I hear back from you in three months. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, you got to admit, I've been getting better lately. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I, I'm, it's all I'm good. terrible about that. I'm, I'm terrible about that. So that's one thing that I'm like... I'm working towards, like, actively working towards now. But, uh, yeah, uh, nurture those friendships. You never know when they're going to come in handy, um, whether it be for networking purposes or just for, you know, general friendship purposes, period. You know, you, you, you just never know. That could be someone that you're there for. That could be someone that's there for you. Uh, you know, yep. just let go of the stuff in the past, man. Let go of the stuff in the past. If you got a family member or something like that and, and something happened years ago, move on from it. Move on from it. You know, it, it for your own, for yourself, extend the olive branch. If it's not returned, then that's one thing. But, you know, don't let you be the holdup yeah. on that. Because sometimes people are yeah. just waiting for you to reach back out. That's true. One, one thing that I learned also, Nick, over a period of time, of, you know, my little lifespan, um, an older person told me, people are in your life for a reason a season or a lifetime, you know, and I really took that to heart. You know, I have some people in my life for a reason. I have some people in my life for a season and some of my friends, I've had them for a lifetime. So, I mean, take that into consideration the older you get. So these are the things you definitely need to know. Uh, Once again, the phone lines are open. The number is 516-387-1542. The phone lines are open. If you would like to get in this conversation with us tonight, Uh, number six on the list. Nick, hey, Kev, I think real we quick. both know about this one. Yes, sir. Kev, can I make one amendment to that um, also Go ahead, uh, before we move on to the next portion of it? 
especially for those people who are in business or you're looking to make career moves and things like that, do not be afraid to have acquaintances in your life that are just there for that specific purpose. Everyone that you bring into your life does not have to be a bosom buddy and all that stuff. You may literally have an acquaintance there simply because of their contacts, because of your contacts. That's called networking. Dude, that's one thing that, mm-hmm. as, as a culture, we are really bad about. Oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to call on this person for a favor. And this is okay. So what else are they there for? Because everybody is not going to be the, the the person that you hang out with, or that you talk on the phone with, or you may go out to a cigar bar with, or they may be in your wedding. Sometimes they may literally be in your life just for business purposes. And I have several people in my life that that we know that we know. Hey, if my phone rings. And, and and Brian answers, it, it, you know, he, he, he knows why I'm calling. I know why he's calling. And and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. I have people that are in, and have been in my life for years and years that the only time that we really interact like that is when we're about to make money with each other. And it's totally fine. Sure. So just I just wanted to put sure. that little amendment in there. No, man, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, number six. This is very important. I think it's important, Nick. We know about this one. Uh, we, I think a lot of us have gone through this. Um, you have to realize that failure is a nece- uh, necessary for success. Failure is necessary for success. You have to fall down to get back up. Um, a lot of times, any time that we have that failure, sometimes we want to just give up and I know a lot of you probably thought with the Middleman Talk Show that we gave up a couple of years ago. It wasn't the fact that we gave up. Life happened. But we also recognized that we did have a great fan base. Uh, we did recognize that we had a lot of listeners and great supporters, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, but we were right at the cusp of success because once we stopped doing what we were doing, all of a sudden podcast exploded. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we will take that failure, and we will strive to do better for that success. But as far as when it comes to us as individuals, you know, you may have things in your life that may not go the way you want it. You know, take that as a learning lesson because what happens is once you get back up, you come back stronger, smarter, and better in every way. Every time you come back, every time you take a step back, these this is this should be your mind state. Every time I fail at something. I'm going to improve on what I fail. I'm going to learn from what I fail, where how I fail, and where I fail at. And I'm going to come back smarter, stronger, better in every way. Nick, you got anything to add to that? Um, well, you know, I like stats and things like that to support that. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody is familiar with the billionaire Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world. Um, yeah. 99.7% of his wealth was not earned until after his 52nd birthday. Wow. So you think about that. He's 84 now. 99.7%. That's not to say that he didn't have a level of success, but if you look at it in comparison, if he's a billionaire now and at 51, he was 100,000 there. 
<laughs> well, for some of us, that's <laughs> successful. For him, he's like, man, I'm about to swing myself out the window <laughs> right. in comparison to what I lost. <laughs> so, you know, just, just, just think about that. It's nothing wrong with being a late bloomer. Many people, um, if you're starting a business, there are plenty of people who, you know, they didn't see success until their third, fourth, fifth, or sixth business. You know, Tyler Perry, yep. who is, I don't think anybody can deny how successful he is. You know, things didn't take off for him until he was 38. Mm-hmm. Like he was mm-hmm. literally broke, broke, yep, living homeless, in that car. living out of that car. David Banner is another uh, example of it. You know, success came later. This was after the degree. You know, and 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 after yep. having this small hit here, he was still he was man. Look, I remember because I was living in Alabama at the time. He was riding around the south in that red van. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. Doing beats with people after the show, you know, so. Yep. $100 here, $100 down. But, I mean, there's always an opportunity out there. You just have to believe in yourself and realize that that failure does not define you. The older you get, the wisdom that you've gained up to that point, you can use all of that through all of those failures to nurture your success. We can do it. Yes, we can. Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number seven, how to manage stress and difficult emotions. Now, the biggest stress giver that we have most likely is our jobs and bills. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. Now, at work, a lot of us that work these nine to five long hours just to have things for us, our children, because I mean, I, I know majority of our demographics, we don't really have any young, 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 young people listening to us, but majority of us possibly have children and, and, and nine to fives, and we're out here trying to make it happen. The thing about it with stress, it can take you out. I mean, we always hear that, but a lot of us, do we really pay attention to it? What are you doing to manage that stress? What are you doing to manage those emotions that you have. Some one of your coworkers may piss you off and you want to go upside somebody's head. How are you managing that? Uh, one thing that we should suggest to you, take some me time. Go on a long walk by yourself with yourself. Go on a trip by yourself. When the last time somebody been on a trip by themselves? Matter of fact, when you get away from that environment, get home. I know a lot of women get that red wine, turn that music on, get that bubble bath ready. That's a stress reliever. A lot of guys in our age group, I hate to say it, but I'm just be realistic, they cut that video game on and have more stress at it, but having fun at it at the same time. So, whatever your vice is, use it to release that and manage that. Any emotions that you have, anything that makes you not feel the way you know you should feel, talk it out with a good friend. Do whatever you need to do, because the older you get, your body really can't handle that stress. So take care of that. You got anything you want to add to that, brother? Uh, just one other thing to that, uh, and this is something that um, that has become a lot more prevalent in the last few years in terms of the awareness. Uh, seek some therapy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seek some therapy. Yeah. And 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 I understand that it's particularly for. Uh, black men, we are taught to internalize our feelings. Seek some therapy. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing about it. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of reasons why, and the number one reason why is saying, well, 
you know, if I'm having, if the number one reason that I'm stressed is because of financing, how can I then afford to see a therapist that's going to charge me, you know, 50 to 100 bucks per session? And, and that's a very valid argument. But the alternative to that, there are tons and tons, just look them up in your area. There are tons of free group meetings that you can go to. And they work. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I realized that, I'd say, maybe about about six years ago. I started going to group therapy, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best things I did initially, eventually transition over to having a regular one-on-one therapist. But, you know, the group therapy was the, the, the thing that catapulted me to that. So, you know, it, I, I promise you for almost any issue that you're dealing with, there is a free group, a free meetup that you can go to in your area. You may have to drive a little bit, but, you know, go. And, and you don't even have to say anything the first few times. You know, just kind of sit back and listen, whatever the case may be. But open yourself up to the idea of therapy. It, it, I'm telling yeah. you, it works wonders. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jen, Jen is an advocate for therapy. Uh, if you listen to any of our older shows, you know, you hear her talking about it a whole lot. I think it's very helpful. And like you said, Nick, black men, we do need to seek help when we need it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, number eight, it's a combination of a couple of things we've already talked about. The finite nature of time and how to spend your time intentionally. Now, when you think about intentionally, this is things that you already Put together for yourself I'm going to handle my time This way Um, A lot of our life on the first part of our life We're living it as Like man we got so much time to spend We can do whatever we want to do When you're young you don't even think about time I mean that's why our summers Always lasted so long If you remember in the summertime When you were a kid man it felt like those three months Which I think two now but those three months of summer for summer vacation, man, it felt like you were off for years. And by the end of it, you got to, you like, I'm ready to go back to school. You got mm-hmm. back to school, you're like, oh, God, I'm ready to get out. But we didn't think about time. When you get older, you start realizing uh, January just happened. Now it's high to December already. Did you get that, you <laughs> get that feeling, Nick? <laughs> All the time. I mean, I look around, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We just did. Uh, Fourth of July last week. How, how oh, yeah. are we in December talking about ho ho ho? Yeah, so yeah. You have to intentionally plan things for yourself. You know, the second part of your life, slow down. Take that time out. Go places. Like I said, it's a combination of things we've already talked about. Plan trips. Get together with friends. Keep a track of your time. So you know how you're spending it and where you're spending it at. Because it's very important. It ain't like you got a whole lot. I don't mean to sound like that, but I'm just being real. Very important. He tell you, very so important. The clock's ticking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you better hurry man. up. <laughs> yeah, you better get it together. Hey, you get it together. Get it together. Keep it together. <laughs> and, and look, there right, are some move practical on. ways to do that, too. Um, just to mm-hmm. add on to that, there are some very practical ways. So people automatically think of vacation and they think, oh man, it's going to cost thousands upon thousands of dollars. Now, sometimes it's as easy as a staycation. And I used to do that all the time. 
I just get a hotel in the city and just, you know, feel like I'm away for just a little bit. You know, it's it's amazing what that can do for you. So take some time, you know, go to the park, read a book, set a goal for yourself, you know. So it's just there, there are a couple of practical ways that you can do that. Right. And really, Nick, just to add on to what you said, man, I love the staycation, especially depends on where you live in. Now, if you live in an area that don't have anything, look at the next nearest city. I mean, with a little size and activity. If you can afford to get you a nice room, find free events that they have, because the majority of every city have free events. I mean, you can go, like, see uh, movies after dark in certain cities. You know, like here, they show the movies after dark. They have free festivals. They have, you know, a lot of things going on that you can include yourself in and your family if you bring them in. But don't ever feel like I can't do anything. When you do that, you're going back uh, to number, what is that, number, as far as stress, number seven. You're not managing your stress. You're going to become stressful over that. So you definitely need to work on that. Uh, Number nine, the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude. What does that mean? The power of gratitude. It's just to be thankful. One thing that we would advise you to do every day, and this is per this article too, and it's not all coming from me. I want to let y'all know. We're adding our thoughts into this article. Uh, But write down three things a day that you're grateful for. Three things a day that you're grateful for. This right here, if you do this, it can remind you of the things that you have, the things that you would like to be appreciative of, and it can also make you a happier person because you recognize the things that make you grateful. The number one thing on your list, in my opinion, should always be, I'm glad I woke up this morning. We always, you know, Southern people, we love to say that, I, I couldn't have been here this morning. Guess what? A lot of people didn't make it, but we wake up every day. We should be grateful for that. Have that gratitude of life that can make you a happier person. Reminding yourself that people are less fortunate, and we're not happy because they're less fortunate, but we can recognize and acknowledge that. Um, Nick, do you have any thoughts on the power of gratitude? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, And it it comes in a, a couple of different ways. First, there are the things that you take for granted on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I have a every morning that I have a working mind and a working body because I know quite right. a few people who don't have that, you know, or don't have it like they used to. But in addition to that, I, I try to look through the, you know, the small victories throughout the day, you know, and I try to set small goals and victories for myself throughout the day, and then be thankful for them. You know, so yeah. it's something that you yeah. can be reactive about, but then you're also proactive about it. You know, if I if I set my goal to where, hey, look, today I'm gonna talk to, you know, two people that I haven't spoken to in a couple months, or, yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna help out somebody. I'm gonna go volunteer uh, at a soup kitchen or something like that, and, and just and being proactive like that does enrich that thankfulness that you have because it's a situation where it's like, you know what, I was able to take just a little bit of time out, and I may not have just had the time to do it, 
but it was the world to someone else. You know, something that I did was was helpful to somebody else. And you know what? I'm thankful that I'm in a fortunate position, but I'm also thankful I was able to help someone who was in a less fortunate situation. Uh, we do have a caller. Let me go ahead and take this caller. Caller 605-202. You're live with the middleman. What's going on? Mm, hello. Caller? How are you guys doing? Hey. Doing well. Uh, we're doing well. How about yourself? Not bad. You Can you guys hear me? Because I don't know if my app is working. Oh, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can, can hear you. Fine. You can hear me all right? Okay. So I came here because I took a look at the headline, Never Too Late to Learn Life's Lessons, and I just heard the last one, which I think is your priority, about being grateful, Mm -hmm. which I think is helpful. Um, Without your having to take the trouble to reiterate all, I guess you might have 10 of them, can you give me the last two, and maybe I'll agree with them and maybe I won't. Uh, The last two is how to manage stress and difficult emotions. Uh, the finite nature of time and how to spend yours intentionally. Okay. Those are useful also. Is the purpose yes. of these lessons to help somebody cope with the day-to-day living, to achieve goals, to become um, somebody that he wants to be or she wants to be, or are they holistic well, advice just Well, I think they function mm-hmm. as both. Um, it it, mm-hmm. it it can enrich your life going forward, but also make you appreciate your uh, appreciate what you have thus far. You know, uh, I think that for most people, most people are not necessarily where they want to be in life. But I think the good thing about it is every day that you wake up, you have an opportunity to make it towards that. You know, and so this is more so a you know these are things that you can help yourself to get to that point if you have not gotten there. To be appreciative? Would, Would you agree? The purpose? The major purpose? Yeah, right. the major purpose. Yeah, the major right, purpose well. of this conversation. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me personally, uh, one reason why we came up with this topic, uh, a majority of our listeners are in the range of 30 to 40. That's our demographic as far as our listeners that we know of. Uh, and, you know, the older you get, there are certain things that can help remind you. you. may kick in that thought process and say, hey, maybe I need to focus on a couple of other things instead of just being so down about things all the time. And, and you know, we try to bring uh-huh. to light anything that can help people, you know, anything that can help. Well, we're I'm, over, a very I'm over 45, over 50. Okay. Would you like to hear my perspective? What is your perspective, sir? Um, be careful. Because life is dangerous, not necessarily physically dangerous, but we've been propagandized ever since birth. Um, you have to think, be able to think for yourself. Use critical thinking when you're making judgment calls. To be appreciative is very good, but at the same time, if somebody with cancer, um, somebody might say to him or her, be appreciative because you don't have AIDS, and if somebody has AIDS, you might say, well, be grateful that you don't have cancer, yet at the same time, the person is suffering. So to be appreciative means to bring out, I guess, humility in us, which is good. But I would also suggest that people be very careful, um, be sure that the situations that you're in, um, that the people who are telling you, uh, your bosses, your colleagues, your friends, giving you opinions, giving you their advice, um, look at it, investigate, analyze, and 
try to find out what it is that will make you happy. Sometimes people yes. think that you have to wake up to have a purpose, and purpose is more important than being happy. I disagree with that. I think if you're happy, you've already found your purpose. Um, but like, again, I'm over 50, so that's my opinion. Okay. No, I, I agree with it. I think that's a great outlook on life. I really do appreciate uh, your outlook on it. I mean, the, the main goal of living life and the end of it is to be happy uh, and to the best of your abilities. And um, I, I, I appreciate that outlook on it. What do you think about that? Well, well thanks. Well, you've only got four minutes left. So I guess I'll uh, give the remainder of the show back to your show. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you. And your we definitely again? appreciate it. And you know what? I, I can't tell you what I appreciate. Uh, I, I saw that the area code was 605. That's uh, South Dakota, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to go out there every year for the Sturgis Rally. Y'all got some beautiful scenery in South Dakota. Yeah, the United States as a whole is is nice. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for the compliment. Um, I hope that we keep it that way. But if you ever get on the topic of politics, I'll uh, I'll give you my opinion about them, the, the people in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely want you well, to listen in for that one. Keep listening. Yeah, you'll catch it. We, we do that every once <laughs> All right. in a while, but... Thank well, you enjoy the rest of the weekend. Talk. All right, you too. Thank hey, you. Bye-bye. Great insight, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, insight. yeah. I have no problem with it, man. I think, hey, you know, as long as you're happy, that's the that's the main thing. Um, topic tonight, I, I think um, he just put a little bit more light onto it. Uh, number 10 on the list so we can get this finished because I see we won't be able to get to our 10 life lessons every millennial should know. And Nick, I know you really... Uh, you really hate that because you want to hear what you millennials need to know, but let's hey, get to hey, number man. 10. Uh, hey, man. Hey, hey. Watch yourself. <laughs> All right. Number 10, how to be your own best friend. Um, I think he just summed that up somewhat. You got to be happy. You got to be aware and, and think for self. So, I mean, if you want to be your own best friend, you know, don't mind spending time with yourself. Don't mind being out and about uh, learning life's experiences with oneself. Now he threw he he kind of threw me off a little bit because when he brought the part of the cancer as far as dealing with cancer, you know I know a lot of times when we comment or have opinions on things we're not thinking of the um, the most harsh circumstances, right? Um, you know, and, and if, if if you did run across somebody like that, you know I think we should be at least mindful of their situation and respectful of their situation or if you run across a homeless person, um, but the gratitude as far as that, and I didn't mean to say it as far as make it sound like where I was saying just be happy and you guys and they don't. No, it's not like that. As Nick even stated, get out and do something about it if you have the ability uh, to be a part of someone's life to help them as best you can. Why not do that? So um, I'm going to leave it at that, man. I know we're running out of time for the show right now. Uh, we do appreciate everybody that, that tuned in tonight, uh, everybody that, uh, the gentleman that called in from South Dakota. I think he's called in to our show before. Voice sounds very okay. familiar. Um, yeah, but uh, we want to wish safe travels for our co-host, Nick, uh, our man Al, while he goes to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Al, you be safe out there, Jen. Hopefully, if you're listening in your car right now, be careful on that highway. It is extremely busy today. 
Uh, hopefully you and the family made it back home safe. Uh, Nick, you got anybody you want to shout out to? You know, I just want to shout out all our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We took a couple of years off, and we appreciate that you guys have still been rocking with us. Uh, if you've been rocking with us from the beginning, uh, going all the way back, you know, whew, what, 11, 12 years ago, we appreciate you still yeah. rocking with us. And all of our new listeners, uh, we thank you for tuning in, and uh, thankful that we caught your ear. So we just want to keep that energy going and uh, keep these middlemen talk shows coming to you. And shout out to everybody on our Facebook page. I mean, we got so many people that have supported us, and I just want to be thankful for them. Uh, I, I, man, a lot of times I get on the show, man, I want, I'm going to have to start right now, people, man, because I want to give shouts out to everybody. I'm waiting on that old lady to call back that kind of had me flustered on one of our shows. You know who you are. <laughs> it's 2020. It's time for a rematch. So if you're listening, call back in. It's going to go down. I will not lose. I don't know, man, she had you last time. Man, listen, it ain't going to happen like that again. But everybody, everybody, tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to the Middle Man Talk Show. Tell them to tune in. I don't know what's wrong with this boy, but it's okay. Tune in, download the show, share it with a friend, share it with a neighbor, share it with a cousin, share it with everybody. We want to hear your voice. This is the voice, this is the show for your voice. Our number, write it down. I'll say it slow because Al normally says it. 516-387-1542. We would love to hear from you guys. Once again, shout out to you. And we have been the Middleman Talk Show. Thank you once again. And we out. Peace, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.